Welcome to the Becoming a Streamer podcast by Pipeline. We sit down with your favorite streamers and interview them to learn more about who they are today and their journey in getting there. I'm your host, co-founder of Pipeline, Stone Mountain 64, and today we're sitting down with Acolyte, full-time content creator, mainly focusing on his YouTube and his video content, but supplements it with his streams, often captures a lot of content in his streams, uses a more casual environment to hang out with his audience, and he has a really unique perspective and take on it. He actually just hit 1 million subscribers on his YouTube, so that focus there is working pretty well, and it's a fantastic conversation. You can find him over at twitch.tv slash Acolyte, that's spelled A-C-U-L-I-T-E, and if you love this podcast, share it with a friend. We've got a lot of really awesome episodes on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, all the major platforms. Well, without further ado, enjoy this episode with my good friend, Acolyte. Boom! Acolyte! My guy, thank you for joining in on the uh, Becoming a Streamer podcast. Great to have you on. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Um, obviously, we've been playing together for a long time, but uh, I always like taking these opportunities, especially because a lot of people don't even know your backstory. You don't even stream with a, or show your face, period, not even streaming, show your face cam on anywhere. So, you know, I think it's always fun to get a little more insight and... Um, yeah, just kind of hear some more about your story. Yeah, currently, currently no face cam or anything like that. So we'll see in the future. Who knows? Who knows? Just crossed the 1 million mark on YouTube as well. Congratulations, man. Yes, thank you very much. It's true. Golden yes, play button uh, coming. Yeah, actually, I already received it. What? It, it didn't take long at wow. all. Wow. All right. Yeah. That's pretty good. They got a like system down. a high down. priority list or something. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. I mean, when the Acolyte... <laughs> the the Acolyte hits one mil. They got to get that button out quick. They got to keep the audience. They got to keep the people happy, you know? Exactly, exactly. Before we get too deep into it, though, I kind of want to get an overview of where you at now with your content. Like if somebody was, you know, just finding you now, where are you creating content? What are you creating? And where are you at? Okay, so right now I'm streaming a little bit on Twitch, a little on and off. It's more as a like a... I guess I call it like a part-time job for me because I do do this full-time. Yeah. So streaming on Twitch is more or less part-time for me and I'll stream kind of like anything that I want, some FPS games, whatever, just to bring in some community so I can talk with my community and chat, just play some games with friends that I, you know, normally otherwise wouldn't upload to YouTube. Mm -hmm. So that's that. And then YouTube, um, I'm actually very happy with where I'm at on YouTube. Uh, I only mainly focus on FPS games for the most part and more recently Warzone and just Battle Royales because it seems to be where I guess my content shines or what people really enjoy watching. Yeah, and I, I mean, I've noticed this as well even when I've played with you. You know, you'll only stream a couple days a week really as you're really focused on YouTube, but that's interesting. You kind of think of it as part-time job do you notice a lot of the people coming over from your youtube is it a similar audience is it a more core audience on your streams that take part of it i would say yes it's a more core audience more regulars come around you know there's people that have been subscribed for like over 36 months now and that's just that's wild to me just looking at that number you know because that's consistent right every month they're coming back so yeah, that's just crazy. I'm just thinking about it now, to be honest with you. But yes, there's definitely people that come over from YouTube and they say hi all the time. They stop in to say like, I love your videos, you know, like when's the next one coming out or 
do you ever you know they ask so details about like what i'm using in a game or whatever do you ever put up on youtube like hey come to my stream like do you talk about the stream at all because even like when you do upload content people don't necessarily know that you're even streaming in it because you don't have any of the overlays on it you have a very like just raw content on your youtube yes so i've only talked about it a handful of times on my youtube channel because i used to do a lot of a lot more commentaries and like some voiceovers and stuff uh a while back on my youtube channel now it's more or less just gameplay and highlights and stuff like that and just playing with friends but i always have a link in the description letting people know i, I don't know how many people actually check the description nowadays but yeah, it's not something that I talk about too much because I kind of wanted to separate my YouTube audience and my stream audience a little bit. But anybody that was interested could come over. That's why I mentioned it a couple times. So it's not more or less in your face letting you know, like, come here just to watch my content. Mm. Yeah. And do, I mean, do you think that helps with the overall viewership of your YouTube that people are there? You're not trying to send them anywhere else. It's just like this is still like because that's what started for you as being the focus was the youtube content as well right yes yes and it's still currently my focus yeah uh, in the future it may swap over to more towards streaming and then just bringing highlights from the stream over to youtube yeah i, I think it's really interesting perspective and you know I, I hear from a lot of people as well that are on youtube or another platform or even doing something completely different like sports or whatever that are trying to get into streaming and figuring out how do you balance those two audiences and, you know, you kind of keep them even separate and kind of keep doing your own thing on each of them. Do you still, and that's why, you know, I, I like to unpack this a little bit, but do you still mm -hmm. promote like, uh, you know, on your Twitter and some of your other platforms to the stream as well? Like, are you trying to drive people mainly to that when you do go live at the time or just kind of let whoever wants to show up, show up? Uh, it's, I do it, but very infrequently only because of the way Twitter's algorithm works right now. You more or less have to get like a good engagement on on Twitter every time you post. So I don't always spam people, letting people know when I'm going live. But I suppose it wouldn't be a bad thing to do that. Like I said, I just been it's been more of like a backseat thing, a part time job for me. So I haven't been promoting it as much because I didn't want it to overtake my YouTube, if that makes sense. I wanted to just keep focusing more on my YouTube channel. And how much do you upload on YouTube um, like per week? My goal is three times a week. Recently, it's been once or twice per week, just getting out the right type of content, the type of content that I can go back and watch and be like, oh, yeah, I as soon as I look at the thumbnail, I remember exactly what happened in that. Not only because I edited it, but because it was so memorable to me. Interesting. And so before you even really started uploading, before you got into streaming, where were you at at that point? Like, were you interested in creating content at all in the first place? Were you just hardcore gaming it? Like, what were you, you know, before you started uploading or anything? So before I started uploading or anything, I always kind of wanted to. I always kind of wanted to start like making some videos because I always used to watch like montages, whether it was Call of Duty montages, just all these fancy edits and all that stuff. These guys hitting these crazy shots. Yeah. And all that type of stuff. And that always got you hyped. I mean, you're like, yeah, I want to do that. Right. But then it started making me think, you know, like I could make hopefully in the future, I can make somebody else feel this way 
mm. like get excited over this type of content, right? And the montages and stuff is not something that I do myself, mm -hmm. but it was same type of feeling I wanted to make people feel, right? So back then I didn't have good enough internet, so I just played games and I watched I watched a lot of people. But as time went on, it's it was just like one of those things in the back of my mind that I just always it was always poking at me and I always wanted to at least try it. Hmm. So, and I mean, you definitely make people feel that way for sure with your content. You can you found a different way to do that. I mean, half the comments are like, man, I, and I, I even was telling you this the other day. It's like, I watch it. I'm like, man, I feel like I, I'm ready to go play. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to try that gun loadout you got. And then I just go on and get <laughs> smacked. <laughs> Doesn't work. <laughs> Yeah, and a lot of people don't know, but that often happens to me as well, right? Because sure. I'm only uploading like the best yeah, of the yeah. best, rather. Because <laughs> exactly. that's the whole point. I want you. To, I want you to get hyped up for that. But were you like, while you were watching any of this stuff, like, were you learning how to edit at all? Were you in school? Like, where were you? No. So I didn't. Um, well, I didn't take schooling for editing, if that's what you're asking. But I was. Uh, I was doing some high school, and then. Uh, a couple part-time jobs. And then finally, when I moved, I moved to an area where there was better internet. And then when I had my first part-time job, I saved up enough just to buy a computer and build it myself. My very first computer I built myself and uh, it was a gaming PC. The tower was way too big. There was way too much room in it. It was very dusty. <laughs> it was, it was like one of the worst things that you could build. Right. But it was mine. And I saved up and I built it myself. And then, and then I started, you know, watching these videos, the videos of the creators that I enjoyed watching and I guess the types of editing that I thought I would want to do. And I just thought, and I, and I watched and I kind of studied. It's like, okay, they cut the clip here. Why did they cut the clip here? And I just kept studying people's videos and how they edited and a bunch of different ones, whether it was funny moments and all this type of stuff. So I guess you could say I like self-taught in that way. I just went around and watched and studied other people's videos. And then I started to just test edit some stuff on my own, see if I liked this stuff. And then I just started throwing up videos. Did you do that right when you built your computer? Like this was part of what you wanted to do? Yes. The whole reason I built my computer was for this. And like getting into editing in the first place, like creating content, like what did you, did you have like a strategy when you started out? It looked like that was about, at least the first videos that are up on your channel are like 2013. Um, did you have stuff before that at all that you were testing out or was it like, like did you have content that you created and just kind of threw away or did you just start uploading and trying, trying it out? Did you have a strategy more or less? No. So whatever's, I only have, I think, let me see here. I only have about four videos previous to what can be viewed, mm. but it was at the end of, sorry, the beginning of 2013. And I guess that's when I first kind of started and it was very on and off. So I would record a little bit and my computer wasn't the greatest, so I couldn't record in like the highest quality or anything like that. And at the time I had no idea how to really do it. So I recorded in like 720p or whatever and very, very low frame rate. <laughs> and, uh, 
And then I just edited it up with some music over the top. And it's just a couple montages. And then I uploaded it and uh, I watched it back over and over. <laughs> Do you remember like getting um, any engagement on those things? Was it something where you kept on just posting new videos? Did you have a cadence when you started with it? Like, did you have a schedule? I mean, that, maybe not something as formal as a schedule, but like I'm, you're uploading once a week, a few times a week or anything? No, it was very casual to begin with. Yeah. Very, very casual. So I'd upload like once, I don't know, maybe a month, I guess you could say. So my first couple of videos, I like uploaded them like, oh my so God, just really so testing much it work. Out. There was, it took me like 12 hours to just yeah. get up this one video. I was like, how do people <laughs> do this? And on top of that, you have to record the footage, right? Yeah. So that also took time. And I was like, I like, you got to respect these people that do this all the time now. Cause this takes a lot of effort and it takes a long time to get the type of footage that you want. So no, it was very, very casual to begin with. And then I kind of quit for a little while and then I came back to it and then I quit again and I came back to it, but I always came back to it. There was something mm. bringing me back and I just couldn't get it out of my head. And was that just like, Oh, I got an idea. Like, Oh, this would make a good video. I kind of want to post this. Or was it more of like, man, I want to, I want to try it again. Like what, what was that for you? It was me wanting to try it again, honestly. And did you take lessons away from the previous times you had done it? Like, like, okay, I already know how to do some editing. I already got a computer or whatever, whatever the case might be. Did that help you to where like now it's not taking me 12 hours to work on something or was it still like, this is still taking me 12 hours and I got to learn how to do this better. <laughs> yeah. So for the, when I came back, every time I came back, I was a little bit better because I would start by watching my older video and, mm. then, and then you'd watch it back and you're not in the same mindset as when you were when you first edited it, right? right. So when you watch it back, you, you're like, oh, I don't really like what I did in that part there. So I can fix that for the next time. So then, and I still do that to this day. Mm. That's still a habit that I do. I'll always watch back my videos, you know, maybe a week or something later just to see if I, I liked what happened or whatever. Do you do that correctly? Do you do that with your streams at all? You ever watch uh, back yes. any of your streams? Yes. That's more occasional than anything because I like to keep my streams very, very casual. Sure. And uh, more raw. That's my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was Little Bear. No. Sorry about that. Um, but you're saying you like to keep things more casual? Yeah. I like to keep things a lot more casual on my stream so people can feel like they're just coming to hang out. And they can just chat and, you know, enjoy the content or whatever. But you still work on the experience for whatever the intro yes. or outro. It's like, okay, or this was like a bad day of games, but like, how could the stream have become better? Could mm. I have communicated with my audience better? You know, answer some questions during this time. Whatever that may be. So what was kind of like the point where you started to take it more seriously then was it you started to get some traction you started to get some people to play with like what when did it start to click i guess more for you like hey i'm gonna really put more effort into this okay so the beginning i started playing i was playing world of warcraft when i started recording and editing so those were the montages that nobody can see currently mm. but and they were never good trust me no <laughs> one wants to see them but what I realized when I came back again, I was like, okay, I know I'm better at FPS games than anything else. And I know no one wants to watch somebody who doesn't have a face cam do absolutely terrible in video games. 
right? Because there's like there's sure. no face reaction, and I realized that at uh, at a younger age, like very early on. So when I came back, I was like, okay, let me just let me mess around with some FPS games because I know I'm better at that, and then I think I can edit around that a little bit better, get some better footage for montages or whatever. And uh, and then I started studying that more and more every time I uploaded. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I didn't like what happened there. You know, maybe I didn't say something here that I, you know, I want it to be in future videos. Not necessarily anything bad, just I guess my my reaction or uh, my attitude towards the situation that happened in the game. So I was also working on my personality while I was editing and recording, mm. which I don't know if a lot of people do that. And do you mean, so you're, you're specifically talking about like your reaction and like how you reacted to situations and things? Yeah. So very early on, I did get freaked out or I did become very extremely nervous in, you know, a clutch situation or whatever like that. Right. And now it's not so much because it's just because I've been doing this for so long. Right. I become a little bit more numb to, you know, those clutch situations. <laughs> but, uh, and they do happen occasionally. Yeah, exactly. It's all through experience. So I was always working on my personality. Like, do I want to swear a lot in my videos? And I always thought that was a little bit more unattractive Mm. when I was watching videos. So it always came back to the types of videos I would want to create as the type of stuff that I enjoy watching. Mm -hmm. And that's what I always try to tell people the most is you want to create the content that you would want to watch. Yeah. What's out there that you would want to watch? Like that's, that's, I mean, that's a great goal to even go after in the first place. When you first started like or i guess when you made that shift though was it something that was conscious of like okay i'm gonna really go at it this time like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go for the fps games like do you know what that switch was like like this is becoming more of a real thing i want to really take a better effort at doing it or was it just like okay it's just another time of you going back to it and trying a different approach and then it stuck no, when I swapped to the FPS games, that was specific to YouTube and creating content. Yeah. Because I enjoyed FPS games, but I knew that I was better at them, so I knew I could create better content on it. It had nothing to do with uh, me just, like, trying another time. Like, I definitely wanted to attempt to make this a thing. Yeah. You know, see where see, actually see where it goes. Mm. And then when you kind of went at it then... I mean, obviously you're working, you're trying to improve on it. Mm-hmm. Did you find more of a strategy at that point? Like where you were spo- focusing on a specific game? Um, and then like, if you did find a specific game, how did you transition to other, you know, the next one after that? Well, that's the nice thing about FPS games. It's never too difficult to transition because it's mainly about aiming, right? So I mm. knew if I could increase <laughs> my consistency with aiming, then... I'd become a little bit better at the games. But I started off with a game called Nazgoth. I don't believe it's available anymore, but it was like a free-to-play vampires versus humans type of game. Uh, it was like third-person FPS in a way. And um, and then I you- focused on that game because it was more new. It didn't have a huge audience, so I knew I could get my foot in the door with that game. Right. If I was the one creating content on it and I kept pushing, pushing and pushing. And that game, I actually put out quite a few videos on, which are still up on my channel. 
And then how did you kind of train? Like, did you get any traction on that? Was it just like kind of? I did. Yes. So that was the first game that I started getting a little bit of traction on. And I gained, I think it might have been 500 subs. I can't remember. All right. 100 to 500. Yeah. And I was stoked at that point. I was like, oh my God, you know, people are enjoying this. I was like, this is actually like, this is happening. You know? Yeah, no, it's awesome. uh, Yeah. And then I transitioned. Oh gosh. I think I transitioned to some other games, like uh, some Counter-Strike, some Battlefield. And I just started kind of uploading whatever I wanted because the game started dying off a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to make sure that I kept that traction going. Yeah. Because people seem to enjoy that content, so and I guess my personality, so maybe they would enjoy me uploading some other stuff. Yeah, I think so that's when I started just checking out a bunch of different games, just uploading a bunch of different stuff and seeing what stuck. I think as hard as it is to get some initial traction, I think it's just as hard to even maintain that traction and keep it going. And so, oh, absolutely, yeah. When you're going into some of these different games and trying different things, are you just seeing for? what kind of works for you for views for combination of the both like where where are you even looking for ideas within that like if you're looking for new games that were coming out yes i i always always check in steam and you know like origin and stuff like that to see what else was coming out or i would go on youtube and just you know see what was kind of popular on on youtube at the moment or I'd go and search up a games on Steam. Like I would check out a game on Steam and then search it on YouTube to see if it was getting tons of views or if it was getting like 5 to 10K or whatever consistency in the last, I don't know, two weeks or whatever. Like say somebody else had a little bit of a bigger channel and they were just uploading that game. Yeah. So I would try to like get my foot in the door on those types of games because the bigger games like Counter-Strike or even Call of Duty now, it's very difficult to get your foot in the door because there's so many popular creators now. Sure. And there's more than what there was when I started. Sure. So how are you supposed to get noticed for stuff like that, right? So I'd always start out on, the, out on these games that had a little bit lower audience. And maybe they weren't the best games in the world, but I enjoyed them. Like, regardless, I still enjoyed them. And that's what made for more fun editing. Yeah, even, you know, even your titles and your thumbnails, like, it's very, like, you put, you put, uh, specifically the thumbnails, like, they're all very, like, you put a lot of work into those, right? I mean, it looks like it. I do. I don't put as much effort into it as many people do, but I try to keep it more of a raw feeling, so you kind of expect that part to be in the video. Hmm. So you know exactly what you're going to get out of my title and my thumbnail. But it also has to be engaging, right? People have to want to watch that. Sure. I, I think on YouTube commonly, uh, you know, I, I you might see people that even upload like just part one, part two, part three. And it's the same mm-hmm. thumbnail for every for every part of it. Um, and that's kind of like even at the beginning of the, what I'm seeing here, like you're actually putting time into figuring out what you want to do for each of these. Um, yes. But tell me a bit bit more about how you kind of got into streaming from there then, because maybe even at the beginning, like, did you even think about streaming when you first started creating content? Was it something you just didn't have the power for in the first place? And then when did you start to get into it? So it was a little bit of power and the thought that I never actually really thought about doing it in the first place. 
Mm. I, I love the idea of recording footage, chopping it up, like throwing some music over some certain parts and, uh, you know, taking like maybe an average game and making it into like a shortened down, I don't know, five minute enjoyable video mm-hmm. or what I was hoping for anyways. But when it came to streaming, it's never, it was never something that I thought about and my internet was never good enough to do it. Mm. So it took quite a few years. It took, I think, two years in order for me to get a decent internet and then a decent computer, even better than what I had to start streaming. And when you started, did you start on YouTube? Like, or did you just go straight to Twitch? No, yes. I went straight to Twitch. And what was your... And I think that was the exact same reason as what it is now. I just wanted to keep it more yeah. casual. Just to, you know, maybe just dip my toe in the water, see if it's something that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And then I just started keeping it casual from there. And then if anybody wanted to watch, they could come over and... uh come over and drop a follow and uh you know expect some content there occasionally and when you started doing it did it feel different in terms of the skill set of what you had built up for youtube like do you think that youtube you know content creation skill set helped because i think in general when you record you're just recording by yourself anyways did you have a lot of people tuning in for your first streams or what was that like my first stream was horrible. Okay. <laughs> it was terrible. Stone it was not great at all. My internet, I, my internet was not great. It was not holding steady. My computer, um, wasn't, wasn't as good as what I thought because I was recording and streaming on the same computer. But at the time I was recording like very, very high quality mm-hmm. and it was very CPU intensive. So I was playing the game with like 20 FPS, like lower than console it was uh it wasn't great and my stream kept cutting out so i was sweating like i was nervous the whole time because i felt like i had to perform the same as what i did in my videos when uh, i was uploading right because that's what people were expecting that's what they seen all the time yeah they see all those highlights of you non-stop whatever mm-hmm. you're so trying lot, to showcase right because yeah, in, in so youtube it's all comments, very edited yes exactly so a lot of the comments that i saw I was like this guy's actually not that great <laughs> It's like, well, yeah, obviously, because I'm only showcasing you guys the best right. of like what I can do. And did you um, did you bring people like over from your YouTube at the time? Like, did you do a video and be like, hey, I'm going live? Did you just kind of throw it up? Or did you have a Twitch that you had been building some follows on for a little while just by having it in the description and then finally went live and people got a notification? Like, what was that like for you? Yes. So the first time I went, I did stream, um, I let people know on YouTube that Mm. was, I like uploaded a video and I let people know that I'm going to be streaming Yeah. over on Twitch, like drop a follow and you guys can expect a video or a stream, you know, within the next week or whatever. And it's something that I wanted to start doing more regular. And after the first stream, I was like, oh my God, I never want to do this again. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) It was just, yeah. Yeah. It was just so bad for me. And then, uh, and then I started figuring out the issues. I was like, I can't, you know, like people expect me to start streaming here now. I expect content somewhat regularly. Mm-hmm. So I had to figure out the stream issues and all that. And then I'm sure it was like when you kind of figured out YouTube the first time though, right? You kind of built up some basics and then it was, it got easier when you did it. Yes. You start researching stuff and a lot of what we do is self-taught. Right. At least at the time when I was starting and probably even more so when you were starting, 
Yeah. Definitely. A lot of it's self-taught. There's not, uh, there wasn't as many guides on how to do certain things, like what type of programs to use or, or any of that stuff, you know, like what settings you should be running. None of that. Yeah. So a lot of it was self-taught trial and error and, uh, you just got to grind through it. But you got it set up. You, 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 you started yeah. streaming a little bit here and there. Um, was it like a once a week thing that you were using to engage and using it to capture some content or was yes. it still just random? Um, somewhat random, but it was more once a week. Yeah. I would always try to stream at least once a week. And then but I did keep it fairly casual. Do you remember what you were, uh, what you were playing mostly? Like, was it a specific game that you were getting into PUBG. a category on? So it was PUBG. I started That was when you PUBG. started getting it. Yeah. And then what was that like for you as you kept on playing PUBG? Like, I mean, I guess even transitioning into that, was that something your audience was just super on board for right away with your aim and what you had been building on? Yes, because the game was new and I got in fairly early. Right. So people seemed to really enjoy that. And uh, after, I must say, after my first stream, not only did I not want to do it again, but I felt extremely exhausted. Versus... Just so tired. Versus recording and just like playing with your friends or offline or whatever, because you can take breaks in between if you need mm. to. When you're streaming, I felt the need to be in the chair playing the game, talking to the audience, you know, talking 24-7 almost, engaging with the community. And I realized very early on that look, looking back and forth between monitors, reading chat, trying to play the game, it's a lot to focus on. Right. And it, it was so exhausting. I remember I just slept forever that night. That's interesting. So even, even with the experience of, you know, creating videos and recording, I assume you had hour long, hours long recording sessions when you were playing as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. But you still were exhausted. It was a different muscle that you're working on building up with streaming. Do you think? Yes, absolutely. You have to be more focused. Do you think you feel different about that now, like going live? Because now you go live a few times a week, even um, mm -hmm. for, I mean, sometimes four hours or five hours. Like, is that, does that feel more natural to you now? Does it still feel exhausting? How does that feel? Yeah, the more I do it, the less exhausted I feel. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things. It's just experience. You know, the more you do right. it, um, you become better at it. Right. So for sure, I'm still exhausted on, on some days. I feel like my voice is a little shaky at the end of the day, just cause you've been talking for so long. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'll just sit in my chair for like half an hour afterwards and just like watch a Netflix show <laughs> or whatever it might be just to, just to kind of wind down after the stream because it is a lot. Yeah. Do, what do you feel like as you've been going through all of this, do you think there was a point where you felt like you had a really like a big, a big break or something that was um, a real big boost for your channel or content share or, or something that was just significant for you along the way? Uh, yes, it happened a couple times. And the funniest thing happened every single time that one of those moments came up my internet or something would go wrong every single time I had one of those oh, moments or one no. of those days where uh, I had a lot of viewership, like say you get on the front page of Twitch or whatever. Mm. Um, as soon as that happened, like 
five minutes in, my internet would just drop out. And I just thought it was, it was just like you sit back in your chair and you just shake your head. You're like, like, why? <laughs> why is this happening? Like, is this a sign? Should I not do this anymore? You started thinking it's like more of a religious thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it happened. It happened on PUBG first. I started growing an audience and then a little bit more and more. Do you think that and was I, being early on on that game? I think it was being early on that game and bringing over an audience from YouTube as well. Right. Interconnecting both those websites. And did that a lot? Did that boost up your YouTube as well? Like what about your YouTube? No, I don't think it did because at the time I had a very small amount of viewers on Twitch. It was like maybe one to 200. And then like on a really good day, it would be like 400. And I'd be like, oh my God. Sure. 400 but people watching, right? Like, um, I, I mean, more along the lines of like you shifting to PUBG. Did that help blow your YouTube up at all? Or uh, Oh, yes. That's the game that really blew up my channel. Mm. Seriously blew up my channel. I think we went from... 20 or 25k subs up to over i think 250k wow in about a year that's awesome yeah it was a huge boost for sure yeah i know that of course that audience uh some of that audience came over to my twitch channel sure because i was posting some of my stream highlights because i was recording on one pc so everybody knew and when that happened, did you start stepping up the amount of streaming that you were doing, of YouTube content that you were, that you were doing? Like, um, when did you transition to doing this full-time even? Um, full-time, it was during PUBG days is when I started. I and realized that this is like really becoming something that is taking up a lot of my time. Yeah. And at the time I worked at a police station as a civilian data entry clerk mm. and I was sitting there typing away at that job and then I would come home and I would sit at my desk on my computer <laughs> and record again or I would edit until like four in the morning and then have to get up at like six or seven and it was becoming too exhausting for me to the point where like I just I'd have such a monotone voice I'd have sure. no effort to anything. And then finally just clicked. I was like, you know what? I have to choose here. And I'm really enjoying this. And I don't feel like I really, you know, like if I look back in a few years, I'm going to kick myself if I don't at least try and attempt this. Yeah. Because you never know where this could take me. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, look where it's taking you now. Just hit a million subscribers on YouTube, man. I know, right? It's I incredible. I don't know where it's going to take me. It's incredible. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's definitely uh, it's definitely exciting. So, as you go forward, I guess as you've been doing all of this, mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't want to keep you too much longer here. I guess what what advice do you have um, for anybody that's getting into streaming? I know you do a lot of stuff with video too. Even if it's advice on that front, I think a lot of different aspects can help in many different ways. What advice would you have for um, other creators out there? First and foremost, do not be afraid to fail. Mm. because you're going to. I made so many mistakes early on and you learn from those. The only time you're ever going to learn from those is if you make those mistakes, right? Yeah. So don't be afraid to fail first and foremost. Um, I would say if you're looking to do this like full time and you really want to take this seriously, you need to be posting on different platforms, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, 
you know, adding, adding like the developers of the game or whatever it may be showing your clips off or just showing your personality off Mm. and create the type of content that you would want to watch yourself. That's the biggest thing. Just let your personality shine through your content. Don't ever try to, I guess, put on a personality unless that's what you're trying to do. (laughs) Sure. That's what you're trying to build your, your audience around. Awesome, man. And with that, literally we could, we could keep talking for, five more hours pretty easily about all this stuff we really could (laughs) but i do want to end it there if people want to find you where they go uh twitch.tv slash accolade is where i live stream uh you can follow me on twitter at the accolade t-h-e accolade or uh on youtube you can just search up accolade awesome man thank you so much for joining in and uh guys check them out fantastic content I, I can't recommend him enough. He's been a pleasure to play with over the years. <laughs> truly, man. Truly. Thank you very much, man. You too. Absolutely. And uh, if you guys want to hear more podcasts as well, you can always find them at pipeline.gg on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, all the major platforms. Thanks so much for listening and uh, to Acculate for joining in. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me.